Hariyam, Shri Gurubhyo Namaha. Looking for perfection can take different shapes. Two friends met at a restaurant. One told the other that he was about to get married. His parents had arranged his wedding and he asked the friend if he would please come. Then he also inquired if the friend had ever considered getting married. Yes, yes, of course, the friend replied. I'm quite eager to get married, but I want to find the perfect wife. And so he went on to describe, I met a woman in one village and she was beautiful, she was intelligent, she was spiritual, but she had no sense of worldly knowledge. And so she wasn't perfect. And so I did not consider marrying her. Then I met another woman and she was also beautiful, intelligent. She had both worldly knowledge and spiritual knowledge, but there just wasn't chemistry. And so like this, he described all the different people he met and then said, and finally, finally, I met the woman of my dreams. She was perfect in absolutely every aspect. And he described her looks, her intelligence, her spirituality, her talents. There was immense chemistry that he felt on his side. The friend was listening with pated breath and he said, and then are you going to marry her? No, he replied sadly. Why ever not if she's so perfect? Who gets to find perfect? And the friend replied, because she was looking for a perfect husband. This story is awesome because so often we do this. We go out in search for perfection outside in the world. We forget to look if we ourselves are perfect. And of course, perfect is a relative thing in today's world, especially when we're looking outside. But in Upadhyasar in Ramana Maharishi's thinking, he's never looking outside. We saw that in the path of Jnana Yoga, he goes straight to looking inside and asks, what is the mind? And we see that the mind is a flow of thoughts. And then in verse number 18, he divides all the thoughts that we think and gosh there's so many that we think in a day and he divides them just into two categories thoughts about the world outside looking outside and could be anything whether it's perfect or imperfect whether it's a wife or a husband whether it's a partner to be with whether it's a job whether it's a vacation whether it's something to eat as a snack we're thinking about things in the world outside and the other type of thought is thinking about ourselves. So technically, when we think about the world outside, it's called idam vritti, or this thought. This is an object, something that belongs to the world outside. And the second thought is aham vritti. Aham means me or I. And so the thought of me. From all the thoughts we think, he brought them down to these two basic categories, me and everything else. And if we think about it, the category works, although many other categories work as well. This category definitely can also be applied. And when we think about it in this way, it really simplifies. So if I'm annoyed at someone, I don't have to think about it in terms of anger. It's just outside, because the person is at this thought, this means not me, it's something outside of me. That's all it is. I don't even have to get involved in understanding that it's anger or thinking what it is that I have to do with the anger. It's just simply, it's got to do with the world outside. 
If I'm angry with myself, again, I don't have to deal with the anger. I just have to acknowledge me, ahamrati. And could be stressed. It could be desire. It doesn't matter. It's things I want outside, things I want inside. And basically, it could be just even functional thinking. Functionally, the room needs to be swept. Idamrati. Things outside. I need to exercise. Then ahamrati. It's got to do with me. And this beautiful distinction between these two types of thoughts go back to the very thing that makes us egocentric individualities, limited in our capacity or even in our definition of who we are. Why? Our definition of who we are is aham vritti, all the I thoughts. I am whichever gender, I am whatever age, I am whatever mood that I am in. I am, and then it could be professional, or it could be an activity that we are indulging in in that particular moment. I, and the things that we add to the I am, creates this ego personality, the individuality. This is the very individuality that we saw earlier that needs to fall. And so it's so nice to recognize the thoughts that go to make that individuality And then all the other thoughts is perceptions of the world at large. But interestingly, even all the other thoughts are based on the I thought. And so initially, Ramana Maharishi starts off by saying there's two types of thoughts. And he concludes with saying, no, actually, there's just one type of thought. Because even everything that we think about in the world outside is based on I. So if I think, oh, it's such a lovely day. It's I think it's such a lovely day. I like when the sun is out. Even though I may not think about it in those specific words, that's the mood of the thought. And even if I'm thinking just very functionally that the street is Modi Road and that street is Chatham Road and I need to get to. So even recognizing the name of the street is underlined by the I need to get to. Or even if I'm not going anywhere and I'm just looking at the roadmap, I know this area of town. I can read the name of the street. The I is always there. So even in our story of the two friends looking for his perfect wife, the I was there in the looking for the perfect wife. The I is what creates the thought of perfect wife, the desire for perfect wife. I is always there. Ahamvrati is the very source of idamvrati. The concept of I is the very basis of my thinking about everything else. And so what is the mind? Thoughts. But not just thoughts. The mind is thoughts of who I consider myself to be and then based on that identification or creation of entity or the other thoughts that I think. The mind is a creation of my individuality and how I want to interact with this individuality in the world outside. And so before we go further, because Ramana Maharishi has really enlightened us with this immense, profound understanding of what our minds are, let's take some time and contemplate on it for ourselves. What is our mind? What are the thoughts that we think? What are they made of? Think about it. 
For more in-depth talks from Swamini Supriyananda and other excellent teachers of the Chinmaya mission, you can subscribe to chinmayaclicks.com. You can also visit the Chinmaya channel on YouTube for bite-sized inspiration and discourses on in-depth Vedantic texts. To know about local classes, activities, and upcoming retreats, visit www.chinmayamission.com. And see you on the next podcast.